Hello and welcome to another episode of the Not For Nothing podcast. Today I want to tell a story about how I recently took my entire family to a family dinner at a restaurant that was just on Kitchen Nightmares. I think you get Best Daughter of the Year award. Um, the funny part about all of it is that like for <clears throat> Mother's Day this year, I suggested like a very normal place that I really like to go to. And it just opened in my neighborhood, though there are other locations. And my whole family made fun of me because they were like, why would you recommend a place you like? And I'm like, because it gives me joy and I like it and I think it's good and I think you'll like it because it's so good. Yeah. But they all like make fun of me about it. So I'm like, OK, I can't ended up canceling the reservation. And we went somewhere else that I personally thought was mid. But then I made, I was like trying to redeem myself. And I'm like, let's try out this new spot in the neighborhood. We could all get there. None of us have tried it before. Maybe it'll be good. Trying to support a local business. But I got wind just as we sat down that the spot had just been on Gordon Ramsay's Kitchen Nightmares. So we brought it up as a joke with the waiter. Yeah, what did they say? Like, are they embracing this identity or are they pretending like it didn't happen? Well, here's are, the thing, right? Are if they you're like on Kitchen everything... Nightmares, your publicist or your top management thought that, that would be a good press opportunity. Yeah, like it's not... People think it's like, oh my God, they did all this research. They found all these bad places. Like, no, they're putting themselves out there. And, and they're saying, yes, we want to be on this. They would rather be the worst than be irrelevant. Mm-hmm. So he said it was a staff problem, right? And we were and not, not actually a food problem. But we left. <laughs> My sister-in-law threw up. Because the chicken sandwich she ordered was totally undercooked. That's horrendous. It's really horrendous. And the only thing I can say I'm super happy about is the fact that we were talking and making jokes in the beginning, me and my sister, and she's like, you know, you can get, um, she's like, you could die for beating oysters. And I was like, yeah, but you literally on. can. I know. I was like, that shit doesn't happen really, though. You I mean, probably... you can, but I was like, it, it, the chances are so low. I and we you ordered would... them there before we knew about Kitchen Nightmares. And then after that. Canceled it. No, they told us they didn't have them. And I'm Think, like, thank God. If there's a God in that moment, it presented themselves to you and saved you. In the sweetest because way. Because I think I those oysters, I think maybe the server was like, they look too nice. I don't want them to die. It's <laughs> a huge possibility. It's low key, actually, like a murder uh, scheme Mm -hmm. that they're running in New York where they're like sending people to eat oysters at this one restaurant. Honestly, like, yeah, if you hate someone a lot, just send make, them there. Make reservations at a spot that was on Kitchen Nightmares. Kitchen Nightmares is where you should find date locations for people you want to murder. Yeah, like it, the next Tinder swindler is if he's a serial killer is kitchen nightmares kitchen, take a date on a kitchen because like that's just so much easier it is. i don't have to murder yeah, you, you have no blood the on your chef hands. will do that for you like the food safety here it's incredible it's guaranteed to be bad don't hire a hitman hire kitchen nightmare chef just a simple quick easy date honestly gordon ramsay's missing out on a lot of marketing here the craziest part is that though it's on kitchen nightmares the neighborhood loves it all you really need to be a supported restaurant in like a, a like kind of vibrant neighborhood is programming. You know that? Like, oh, have, Free lo alcohol, have local music. Yeah. Have like a band that's like halfway decent. Like even like 
okay to listen to on yeah. the ears, not famous or anything. Have live comedy. People will fucking come and they'll be like, oh, it's a great neighborhood establishment just because it's something to do. Doesn't necessarily mean the food is good. Just remember that. <clears throat> just remember that brother yeah my neighborhood spot that it, like my family and i have been going there forever uh-huh. and recently i had fish tacos there oh my and god and i got food, food poisoning oh and my god known. okay because this is like a random spot you know when it's like your neighborhood mexican restaurant mm-hmm. and like the funniest thing is that like the best thing that they do is a burger okay yes i've experienced this. you know what i mean it's At like my- their mexican food but like it's their Mexican food is also delicious, but their burger is like randomly delicious. Yeah. Um, Cause they like use incredible seasoning and the fries are like chili dust. Oh, so well, good. I was just going to say at my Mexican spot that I grew up with, the best part about going there is was the chipotle mayo. Fries. No, it was the French fries. Yeah, the French fries, but also the chipotle mayo you dip it in. I wasn't given chipotle oh. mayo, but that sounds fire. And so it's incredible. And so I should have known because they were out of the burger because their meat delivery hadn't arrived. And I should have, been like, like okay things might weird be a little supply bit old chain situation yeah. and i was like you know what should be good if you don't have meat give me fish tacos oh my god and i uh i'm so glad i was in new york for like four days to see my family and three of them i had food poisoning that's great I'm so excited that's so good <laughs> uh, yeah. okay you know what i haven't thought about in a while since what? it's the summer what um, like the brutal winters where you refuse yeah. to dress appropriately of your youth, where you're just like, this denim jacket will get me through the winter. This thrifted denim jacket from two decades ago should be warm enough to get me through this winter. Like, why were we committed to wearing the thoughtiest jackets in the winter months? I feel like it was a form of rebellion. It was, right? It was like, we're not listening to the rules Hoes don't get cold. Hoes don't get cold. But and it was like, also tights. Tights. Like you wore so many dresses and skirts, and I'm sure even shorts with tights. Shorts with tights. Um, in the winter, in the brutal New York winters. But good thing global warming now. is solving that problem. I, it kind of like the winter in New York is still very cold. Yeah, but it's not like it was ten years ago. Where you would have, like, snow up to your knees, windshield. Like, now it's all, like... You ready for this story? What's up? Speaking of dressing inappropriately in the wintertime, I have a photo of myself with Angelina from Jersey Shore. And I was at, I saw her at Starbucks. And I was like, oh, my God, can we have a picture? Spotted at the Starbs. And me and her are dressed the same. We're both wearing black camisoles, black leggings. With the lace? No, it wasn't Uh lace. Uh, We had moved past that just by like maybe one year. Mm. Um, But I know what you're talking about. The ribbed cami with the lace? Yeah. And then you let it show through all of your clothes. You have to let it show. You have to let it show on the bottom and the top. Yeah, exactly. Crazy, crazy times. So. But I feel like. My photo with Angelina. Uggs, black leggings, black camisole cardigan i don't remember what colors and we're both wearing a pashmina scarf and that is supposed to get you through a new york winter a pashmina and a dream a pashmina and a dream and fingerless gloves i wasn't there i was in a guida era at Mm. that point and so obviously was she i think it's funny how when we're younger we dress inappropriately for Mm -hmm. winter and as we get older we dress inappropriately for summer 
It's like, okay, now I don't want to show my arms, so like, I'm going to wear le- an I'm extra like, shirt. Now I'm just in, like, a sweater at the beach. Like, <laughs> You're wearing full shoes at the beach as well. When, like, my mom used to have to, like, beg me to wear a jacket in the winter or the fall. Uh-huh. And now I'm, like, going to the sesh with an extra sweater just in case it gets chilly. And remember, like, the days where it used to be so fucking embarrassing to wear a long coat? And worst. now, I don't like, wear a coat. now the longer the coat, the better, dude. For a winter coat, I'm like, yeah, I think this one will go down to like my ankles. I think that'll be the warmest one I can find. I'll take it. So it really reverses. It does with reverse. age. You just want to cover up more. Crazy. Um, something traumatizing happened to me in high school. What's up? I was accused of making a prank phone call that I didn't make, and it has resulted in. Me not speaking to the girl who thought that I pranked her to this day. What was the like prank call saying? This specific Or do you not girl, know since you didn't make the call? I didn't make the call, but I was present when it was being made. But I shouldn't be blamed for it because I was Okay, not hold doing the it. phone here. I knew who made you it were pr- and I just didn't snitch. When you told me about this story, you phrased it very much so as in like I was so far removed from involved in the situation. I mean, I was just... Now you're telling me that you were there. Let me tell you how it went down. So it's you and your party. It was me and... We were all in one friend group. Yeah, so it's all of you. So it's not like... It was a girl in our friend group calling another girl in our friend group. It's your whole friend group calling another girl. Yes, but because this girl... Let me tell you something. My school and my group of friends, we were very, very dorky. We were all serious band nerds. So we held each other so accountable for showing up to concerts and performances as if we were like competing seriously, which we we were, but like we were dorks. So when she didn't come to school, I was like, <laughs> I'm sick. We got tight. But me being aggravated with you doesn't mean I'm going to call you up and make a prank phone call and pretend to be this anonymous person who is saying, oh, you didn't come. You're a liar, blah, blah, blah. But some girl I know did that to another girl in our friend group. And when we went back to school. Wait, but what was the call actually saying? That saying like, oh, you don't show up to things. You're a liar. You lie about being sick and coming to school. You know, you just didn't want to come. Why is that? Okay. It's the only reason it's anything is because we're so dorky and we were so serious about. Yeah. Band that we didn't want to be absent because it was like a bad social thing for us. Okay. Okay. Sure. So she thought it was me that called and it wasn't me. Okay. And I never snitched and said who it was, but it wasn't me. Just wanted to get that off my chest. Okay. But when the call was physically being made, where were you? I think we were at a subway restaurant. You were in the same room. Yeah. I was like, it was like after school. We were like grabbing like. Okay. You're part of the call. I didn't make the call, dude. Why am I responsible for it? Just because I knew it happened in the around you me. You didn't know it happened. You were present for the call. I was literally just there in the same place. You know what I'm saying? I didn't and dial didn't, the phone. I didn't And you didn't contribute it. to no. talking about it being like, this am is... Am I mad that she didn't come? Yes. But did I call her and harass her about it? No. And why did none of... The real issue is that none of your friends owned up to it. They didn't do it. They did it. One person did the one co- person did yeah, it. Yeah, why did they not own up to it? Snakes in the grass, baby. You know what I mean? Like that's the real issue. Like but I'm whoever saying actually the one girl who got mad at me is the girl who thought I called and she didn't get mad at the girl who actually called is what I'm saying. Crazy. 
Yeah, but like. Love Girl Snitch. I don't know. I feel like. Uh, I didn't make the call. But you didn't stop the call either. What do you mean stop it? I didn't make it. But it I wasn't didn't, nice. I didn't contribute to it. Well, it was also not nice to not show up. But it was also not nice to call. What if she was sick? She wasn't. <laughs> do you know for sure? Yeah. Anyway. I think I would have been the like receiving end of a prank call from Sarah in high school. Why? You're my friend. I didn't even what if make I didn't this show call. Up? I didn't make this call. I didn't make it. I wasn't the one who did it. I'm telling you, you're, I was, and you are accusing me as well of making a call I didn't make. I'm not accusing you of making the call. I'm just saying that you can't fully remove, like you can't fully ask for forgiveness and like take innocence on this when you were I still didn't do somewhat. It and I suffer the consequences to this day. Yeah, and that's fucked up that your friends never owned up to it. I don't think they ever will. And that's the fucked up part that your friends didn't have your back well, like that. Well, uh, they're not like really my current friends, but like you know. No, at the time. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. But the whatever. The real fucked Who up cares? is to watch your friend take the fall for something. Watch me take the fall. That's for it, the real. That's where we that's should what all I'm saying. band together. Yeah. No, but I'm just not like the, not gonna mention it, dude. But not like, the girl. The girl like received a mean call and like didn't know what to do and was just like, I think it's me. But your friends should have. Or the other, the the girl who did it. The girl who did it should have owned up to it. If you're gonna be a real bitch, have the balls to be a bitch. Yeah. No one likes a secret bitch. Word. Um. You recently said something that really like resonated with me. She said, "I say so many great things." You do. You're uh, like literally one of the great thinkers of our time. (laughs) She said, "This my bitch." Queen said. It is good for your mental health to have a crush. And I stand firmly by this statement. God bless. Okay, so... She's a wordsmith. I recently developed a crush, which is highly contested in the studio by our producers who say that I need to move on. But this, for all of our watchers and listeners who are familiar with a famous show from the early 2000, late 90s called uh, The O.C., Okay. There's a famous character in it, um, Seth Cohen, who's like neurotic Jew. His dad is East Coast. His mom's West Coast. You know, it's like it's like kind of like me, you know, mm-hmm. although both my parents are not American. Um, and so I have recently encountered a fella who looks like this individual and so obviously have developed a crush. And I was noticing how my next morning as I was doing tedious tasks, which I truly did not want to do i realized how much less annoying they were once you got a little crush once you got something to like think about you're like oh and fantasize about a little pep in my step i was just gonna say give you a little pep in your step you, have you ever watched 500 days of summer yes of course you know i had it after they DVD. had sex for the first time or that they sleep yes. over and together he's just like, like has like the music video mm-hmm. where he's like all in his yeah, yeah. i like that yeah, it's like the phase before you discover all the bad things about someone where oh, yeah, you're like, like the possibility. Watch me like see this person again and have immediate ick, which I low-key already have, but I could feel the ick forming. And it's it's really and that's why it's extremely important to emphasize here relationships are not good for your mental health. 
crushes are good Cru- for you. No, it's truly We're the not word talking crush. about like taking action on anything. It could be a celebrity crush. Because it could it, be whatever yeah, it is. It can immediately become toxic if you're like waiting and depending on validation and stuff like that. Yeah, no codependency a, here. Just a, a light, healthy a crush. Little, a little crush. Thought. A little like a hottie, hottie with a body. Something you somebody you look forward to communicating with or seeing. Somebody you get a little like flustered when you see their name in your DMs. You're like, oh, they DM me. Oh, wonder what they send me. And like bonus that. points if it's a good TikTok. Yeah, I agree with that a lot. I do. Um. So yeah, mental health tip of the week: get yourself a crush. Go sit at a public place and wait till you see a crush you could just think about for a minute. Just go look at pretty people. Yeah, not in a Joe from you kind of way. In like a cool, casual way where you're not stalking or being harassing or weird. Yeah, obviously. Just be chill. You know, have a meet cute. Form a meet cute. Make it happen for yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, there's like that whole trend on Instagram or TikTok. That's like romanticizing your life. Mm-hmm. You just romanticize it. It's a part of romanticizing your life for sure. Don't go too far. Don't go overboard. Because then you become one of those people that like literally lives for in a, a fantasy world oh, yeah, where they're true. like, this person viewed my story. They must want to marry me. Yes. But it's more like, oh, okay, I see you watching my shit. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Allow it to give you a little bit of confidence. I see you at the top of my viewers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I recognize that you're there. I just posted this story one minute ago. I see you seeing me. Or when, yeah. 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 So that's also my favorite is when anybody likes content on my personal page because I post like maybe once every quarter. (laughs) And I'm like, if you're liking any of my posts, you're truly. You're flirting. You are. (laughs) You're you're laying it on heavy. That's hard launching a relationship with me. Literally, like you're going to be home for Thanksgiving. We're married. Yeah. Yeah. Like we're together. (laughs) Not. So yeah, maybe I I. No, I I don't think I'm one of those like, too romanticized. No, you're not. You're chilling. You're pretty. You're in the safe zone. <laughs> yeah, except when I like, recently I was uh, texting with somebody and Sarah was like giving me advice on how to approach it, and I purposefully like wait four hours in between like receiving messages. Yeah, I could not be like. <laughs> I'm not like that. I'm like I. <laughs> I'm like, I'll respond or I won't. I'll never remember to respond or I'll respond immediately. I just like, I need to wait for a moment where I'm feeling cheekier. I, I get that. You you need to get into the mood. And I also need you to like. Like need to get into the mood to like continue the convo. You know what I mean? But then the funniest part is I'll then complain and be like, why hasn't this person answered me in the past two seconds? Oh, After really? I've waited like five hours to respond so or even like two days. to come back aggressively. A hundred percent. Okay shoot your shot you gotta shoot your shot okay yeah, i like that um shots are meant to be shot what about like would you like shoot your shot at a heady boy it's... okay so this is a topic of conversation that has been going around lately online and i'm really i don't think i've like stood behind a movement stronger than this one <laughs> other than legalization and ending the war on drugs um I would fall for a heady boy. I have had heady boy crushes. My big issue is the hygiene. I don't know what's wrong with them. Why do heady boys have bad hygiene? It's really... It's giving... Okay, 
I actually should feel like I could answer that question. Yeah, you're kind of the specialist. I feel like they get coddled by their parents in the in a lot of times because like being a heady boy is expensive. Mm-hmm. So usually they come from money, or they've really worked hard to get there. So it's two ends of the spectrum, but both ways that I ref- I feel that they require a lot of external help, whether that's like paid help, like oh I have somebody who helps cleans my apartment. And somebody who, like, you know, does my laundry and blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, you got women and businesses doing favors for you out here. Or your mom does your laundry. And, yeah, I feel like a lot of heady boys are my mom does my laundry. My mom is one of the most incredible women in the world. And if not the. um, And does so much to support me. Has never done my laundry. Right. Has taught me how to do laundry. Has offered to let me use her washing machine when mm-hmm. I was in college. Never has she done your laundry. Like and I she remember shouldn't. people in college, like their parents used to pick up their laundry. I know and like and bring do it, it for them. I I I never understood that. So I guess in between mom coming over to do their laundry, that's why heady boys have bad hygiene because they don't do their own. They refuse to do it. Someone has to do it for them. I don't know, but it's like, that's really, it's, it's not great. The it's he- a turn off. The, the, be- the better the weed they smoke, the grosser they are. Agreed. And it's so annoying. That's universal. Because I get these like. <laughs> Myself included. <laughs> I get the gas goggles. <laughs> But we all and I'm like, oh my god! Oh my you god, have it that, smells so good. It's so you hot. have that new seven ten. No, literally, I'm just like it, the weed is blinging and my eyes are too. I'm like, and then I get home and I look at their Instagram chanting. and I'm like, Ugh. yeah, but I'm hurling. Like, Wait, you were so hot when you were rolling this. It like, was excellent so joint. sexy when you rolled a badass. Blunt. Um, so it's it's really bad. The yeah. The green goggles. The green goggles. <laughs> the green goblin. It's it's crazy. Yeah. Well, thanks for joining us for another <laughs> episode of the Not For Nothing podcast. Please follow us and give us a cool, calm rating if you liked the show. Um, my name is Sarah. You can follow me at How Can I Help You? And I'm Natasha, and you can follow me at Natasha PRZ or Pussyweed. And don't forget to let us know um, how we can let these heady boys get better hygiene. We'll see you next week on Podcast Tuesday. Bye. Bye.